Welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast, where we are getting some extra time with the speaker from last Sunday's message to go a little deeper, get some extra thoughts about the message, and get a behind-the-scenes look at their teaching process. We're your hosts, Mark and Jess. Thank you so much for joining us. This is Menlo Midweek. Hey, everybody. Mark here. And before we jump into today's conversation, I'd like to invite you to consider a year-end gift to the online ministry here at Menlo Church. The gifts that we received during the months of December fuel what we were able to do in 2023. As we start the new year, we want to start it strong as we're welcoming on Phil Eubank, our new senior pastor. And now that he's on the team, it brings a lot of exciting opportunity to help people find and follow Jesus online. I'm thinking back over this past year and just am so encouraged by the stories of people that we've been able to disciple, not only here in the Bay Area, but all across the world. We've had people sign up for discipleship classes online. I've been able to pray with people through the internet or through the phone. And we've even had people get baptized right here in person because of this online ministry. So I'm especially encouraged by that. And I'm praying that God will continue to move through this ministry in the year of 2023. And we can only do it with your support. So for more information around giving, head over to menlo.church slash give. Now let's jump into today's conversation. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Menlo Midweek. I'm Mark. And I'm Jessica. And today we have Matt Stefan again. Hey. Menlo Park Campus Pastor. What's up? Menlo Park Campus Pastor. Oh, yeah. Surprise. That was great. Did you First know that? First I heard of it. <laughs> I'm not it. even going to ask what happened to Mark Swarner. Don't. No, don't. You're not allowed to. Yeah. Unspeakable. <laughs> Unspeakable you know what? I'm, first minute's already getting silly. <laughs> yep. It's already getting weird. I was so bummed to miss you guys last week. Yeah, same. I can't remember which version of Keith we got, but oh. it doesn't compare. Oh, thanks. Doesn't compare. Yeah. To Jessica Havens. <laughs> not so, at all. I mean, okay. Is this a record for it going off the rails? No, not the... even close. No. No, I've messed up my own name before. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Mark. Wait. Wait, I'm just, no, no, that's not it. Mark Swarner? Oh, wait, we can't say his name anymore. Yeah. Who? Well, that's all a joke. Matt Stefan. <laughs> San Mateo Campus Pastor. There it is. Yeah. He's back with us. Great to be here. Yeah. How's San Mateo? Uh, you know, it's awesome. Good. They got that great, big, beautiful lobby. I always feel so <laughs> Good lobby. warm and wonderful mm-hmm. every Sunday morning. And uh, yeah, got the same team since before the pandemic. So we just high five each other every morning and go do our easy, That's, wonderful jobs. Sounds like a Matt Stefan boss thing right there. Right. Morning high fives, nine fifteen. Nine fifteen, high five time, everybody line do up. Do not be late. That's funny. Yeah. I'm I basically copied and pasted everything from Trolls Two. <laughs> <laughs> and just use that as my is that a good one i liked the first one but i didn't watch the second one uh i think i like the music better <laughs> okay the plot's a little formulaic but the soundtrack is because they go through like different banging. genres right yeah yeah yep um they do a little more world building mm. and there's different troll societies based on different <laughs> genres of music yeah yeah so, and they all have to work together to defeat the heavy metal one. Nice. So, oh. you know, probably you could have guessed how that went. <laughs> I would have thought uh, they'd wanted to band together to destroy the country music one. Yeah. As a country music fan, I feel like we get the most hate. Right. Well, there is a plot <laughs> twist with the country music Ooh. Uh, genre oh. representative. Maybe so I'll have to watch it. You'll have In to January, because I've got... Christmas movies and Christmas movies only right now. Right, right. That's smart. <laughs> That's smart. It's good to have a plan for January because there's like a letdown, post-Christmas yeah. oh. letdown. Mm-hmm. So now so you true. could say, 
it's going to be okay. I'm going to watch <laughs> Trolls 2, and I'm going to make it through January just fine. <laughs> it's 2023's problem. Yeah. Future I'm Jess and Future Matt's that. problem. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're almost into Christmas season now. Well, almost we're, we're, into. Well, like, for some of us. <laughs> we're, we're in it, but we're not in it. Yes. We're like, yeah. it's ramp. It's like, oh. That's right. Once you see, like, the 15th on the calendar, you're like, yeah. oh, it's 10 days away. I should probably start shopping. No, geez. Yeah. So where do you guys lie on that spectrum Ooh. of it's not Christmas season yet to, oh, it's been Christmas season? Mm. It's been Christmas. It's been Christmas? I mean... For my job, I start planning Christmas in August. Yeah. So, but it's hard to really get into it until after Halloween. Yeah. It used to be after Thanksgiving or right before Thanksgiving, but it was like, I'm doing all these Christmas planning things, but I I have my skeleton decorations up. Yeah. So it just felt a little weirder. Whereas at least Halloween or Thanksgiving feels like more fall and like, colder and so we can yeah autumnal yeah so it can feel at least a little bit more like christmas yep and then now it's just knee deep in christmas yeah well once those studies came out that said people who listen to christmas music earlier in the year are Mm. measurably happier and more satisfied then it gave me real permission to uh get after it but we try to honor thanksgiving and then at midnight on thanksgiving (laughs) yeah we turn into, into Christmas. Christmas trees. Yep. Get oh. our Christmas tree the next day. Christmas music. Yeah. Almost exclusively. So we're in it. We're Except in last it. year we got COVID during Christmas. So we no. missed That's out. Right. On that. We like Boo. literally started feeling bad on Christmas Eve slash Christmas morning and then just were knocked out pretty bad for like the next week and a half. So we kind of missed Christmas last year. Yeah. So Two this Christmases year, this year. That's exactly. how you fix it. I yeah. Think. So we we got like a a tree like the day after Thanksgiving and have been decorating a whole bunch. So it's really Chris, like a, a little bit earlier than our usual Christmas okay. time this year. That kind of surprises me with your wife. I feel like she would be a early November Christmas girl. <laughs> I think, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. I think we both get overwhelmed really easily. So yeah, the thought of that makes sense. having it's a lot get, of work, yeah, having yeah. to ask me to get a box down from the attic would be overwhelming for her. <laughs> Because that's what getting a box down. Like, let's get our Christmas decorations, aka, Mark. Let's go. Let's have you go up in the attic yeah. to get our Christmas. Got yeah, it. So, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Don't want to put that on you quite yet. Not yeah. yet. Yeah. Not quite yet. Yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> Although one of the challenges for going slow this Christmas is to have it all done by like the fifteenth, right? So that that way you can have ten days yeah. of going slow. Yeah. Great. Plan. So we were trying to pull that off. That's our big goal this year. Is is it going everything with- up, everything ordered, everything wrapped by the 15th. And How's it you- going? Uh, we are on track. Great. Yeah. We missed our appointment to set up all our, of our outside decorations, so we got to do that tonight, actually. Mm. <clears throat> but then after that, we'll be back on track. But yeah, you got to like sit down with a calendar and make a plan. Yeah. So you can't just go slow. You have to plan it out. Yeah. And that's something you kind of talked about in your message this past weekend. <laughs> Big time. Wow. Big time. Yeah. It's like almost like that was intentional segue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Christmas time is where you really put the going slow to the test. Yeah. Can you do it? Uh, but yeah, by nature, I am not a slow person at all. Definitely a high-speed, last-minute person. So mm. this is new territory for me <laughs> to uh, plan it out, look at a calendar. And yeah, it's it's awesome. The times we've already 
been as a family. Like that's part of it too. If you're going to go slow, the people around you have to also be going slow yeah. for you yeah. to really make it happen. Um, but yeah, we've had a few moments where we're like, all right, it's slow hour or something like that. And we're like, this is nice. I see why people do this. That's great. Yeah. I actually had that this morning. I woke up feeling so overwhelmed and so stressed and just like, I have too much to do this week. We did our big Christmas Eve shoot yesterday for the Christmas service. So mm -hmm. check that out. It's going to be amazing. But I was there almost 12 hours. And then we have our Christmas all staff party tomorrow that I'm helping plan. Mm -hmm. Plus our classic Christmas concert is this oh, week geez. that I'm helping produce. So there's just a lot. So I woke up and was like, oh my gosh, I just felt so overwhelmed. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to Menlo Meditations. Yeah. And this morning was Adam Hendricks and I'm laying in my bed and I'm crying and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Matt Stefan. Thank you, Mark, for Menlo Meditations because it is exactly what I needed this oh, morning. And mm. I love how God does that. That's great. So thanks. Yeah, I do need a daily reminder that I can just take all that stuff I'm carrying yeah. and just hand it to Jesus mm -hmm. and take a deep breath and then feel much different about yeah. it, right? I mean, even just the beginning of, let's start with two deep breaths. Yeah, I'm already yeah. like... Oh, it's actionable. I'm in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I do that. feel so much better. Three breaths may be overwhelming <laughs> in the way <laughs> of getting the box two, out I don't of know. It. I could have used that today, maybe. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this was week two of The Gift, our Advent series. Yeah. We preached two, two weeks in a row. Can you give us a little summary about uh, this week? Yeah. Um, I think I probably can. Let me think about it for a minute. <laughs> uh, I wanted to spend some time in week two summarizing week one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the first, maybe the second five-minute segment is about that. The first five-minute segment is a story of playing baseball with my son. Yeah. That was so and cute. And he, uh, he's like such a baseball kid. And for his fourth birthday, he asked for a full set of catcher's gear, helmet and everything. And I searched all over the internet for months and found some that fit him perfect. Mm. It was like a miracle. Mm. Uh, but sometimes when we go play with it, he will be enraptured with an imaginary scenario that takes him two or three minutes, <laughs> sometimes like four minutes to play out. And I'm just standing there deeply impatient, hurried up kid. Uh, the first time it was cute, but like the ninth time, <laughs> man, am We're I We're still doing to... this? Yeah. <clears throat> and the story is like, you know, I think all parents feel some guilt and shame in that moment of like... Any other human being would walk by and be like, that guy's so lucky that their mm -hmm. kid's doing this awesome thing. Yeah. But my experience is more like, hurry it up or cancel it, like move on. Mm. And finding over time, like weeks or months, learning to like pray in that moment where I'm feeling hurried and remember that Jesus is there with me on the baseball diamond. Mm. And um, those were like some hard one parenting is a spiritual discipline kind of lessons. Mm. So that's where the sermon begins. And then talking about, um, we're talking about the gift. The gift is Jesus's presence with us. It's given to us in the nature of a gift. We don't deserve it. We can't earn it. Um, and some of the big ideas about grace and gifts from last week. Um, and then we talked about how in order to receive the presence of Jesus as a gift, we got to slow down. Mm and be mindful of it and invite Jesus into every moment. He's promised to be with us. And yet we sort of choose a lifestyle that keeps us unaware of that presence with us. Um, and then there was a moment that was like kind of a, a biblical theology of slowness. Like Jesus went slow. Mm -hmm. God goes super slow. The Christmas stories are framed in this really slow way. Mm -hmm. 
And we have to ask, like, why does God go slow? And a big thing that emerged in the sermon was God goes slow because he is love. Mm -hmm. Love is slow. Love is patient. There's a great quote from this uh, Japanese theologian that we were thinking about. He said, if God wasn't love, he would have gone faster. Mm -hmm. And I just love that idea. Um, And then we asked, why do we hurry? You know, if God goes slow, why do we like hurrying so much? It's because we're afraid we don't have enough. And so we're just always hurrying to get more and more and more. And we've almost been spiritually formed to believe I won't be okay unless I get more. So then just challenging everyone, hey, use the resources, make an intentional plan to slow down. Um, You know, really challenging, but really concrete stuff of um, being done with my Christmas prep by a certain date Mm -hmm. or... um, you know, mental meditations or when I'm waiting in line, a certain set of prayers, like really concrete ways to slow down and be aware of the gift. So that's what we talked about. And I showed a great picture of Frankie with the baseball gear. <laughs> that kid's hilarious. I just was like imagining that as you were describing it. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that is so cute. Yeah. Yeah. The first time it was so cute. But yeah, I can see. Yeah. <laughs> Are we done yeah. with this now? <laughs> yep. I love that when i love the challenge to go slow but i i love it more that it's not just going slow for slow sake right also yeah actively combating something i think i think you you phrased it as uh hurry kind of reflects a scarcity mindset or a mindset of there won't be enough of this or in order to be happy i have to have more or be better or xyz and if i slow down i won't be able to achieve that yeah yep and we all labor under, you know, that falsehood in painful and costly ways, right? Yep. And slowing down, you know, there's like the self-care movement and you can maybe feel like it's self-care for self-care's sake. Hmm. But the Christian view of it is it's an entry point into God's presence hmm. that prepares and restores you, um, you know, to get something diff- very different out of life. So, so how would you recommend us if we do in fact, take actionable steps to slow down, to then prepare our hearts, prepare our minds, to not just slow down and incur, incur that change of pace or that possible potential frustration yeah. or anxiety that will come along with that. How instead can we focus on what we can gain by slowing down? It's great. Um, somebody came to me after the first time I preached that sermon and they were like, you know, slowing down without the Jesus part is laziness. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. slowing down with the prayerful part is actually really hard work. Mm-hmm. And it's different in that it's not physical or it's not the kind of productive work that we're used to. But focusing our mind on the presence of Jesus with us in every moment is, you know, uh, requires a lot of mental effort, you know, that is empowered by God's grace that we're called to do. Um, and that's why in the resources, there's like eight prayers that you can pray that are like three or four words, um, that you can just get in the habit of praying when you're in traffic or waiting or not sure how else to turn your mind to the presence of Jesus. And they're all kind of from the Bible, you know, teach me your ways, um, or I give you my heart (laughs) or even just help me be aware of your presence, or I offer you this thing that I'm working on or waiting for. All those are really helpful, I think, because they're so simple mm-hmm. and anybody can do them and they're kind of self-evidently helpful, I think. And um, 
but the the real task is recategorizing moments on the baseball diamond or some other moment I'm impatient as a spiritual moment. Mm-hmm. That's where I think the real work is, is, oh yeah, this is something spiritual happening here. Mm-hmm. Not just some logistics that I'm grinding out. So I love that concept that slowing down Kent, it's not necessarily a, a lack or a reduction, but more right. so an opportunity for formation. Mm. And it's, it doesn't work inversely. Do you think God will ever ask us to go faster? <laughs> That's a great question. Wow. <clears throat> um, I've thought a lot about that because there are like racing, running metaphors in the Bible. Mm. They're okay. more endurance though than yeah. like speed. Um, it is interesting to ask at what moments does God expect urgency of us? And I don't know. I'd have to really think about that. I do think um, there are response moments where God is present to us in like an uninvited, quite intrusive way Yeah, where yeah. he does expect uh, an urgent, incisive response from mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. that might be properly thought of as moving fast. But those are like, or maybe move quickly to make amends when you've done wrong. Yep. Um, yeah. Quick to listen. Yep. yep, yep. There oh, are yeah. some yeah, yeah, virtues yeah. where you, and sometimes in the spiritual formation way of talking that we have at Menlo Church, we'll say the good, like virtue-based actions should be, feel recreational. They feel natural, habitual, instinctive to be quick to listen mm. or whatever it is. So I do think God's shaping us in a way where we can do good things quickly and naturally, almost like a reflex, mm-hmm. but it's such a slow path to get there. <laughs> yes. You know, that I don't know if, uh, there isn't a lot in the bucket of move quickly that isn't earned by first going slow. Yeah. So that's, that's what... interesting in way of reframing it though. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like the, the quick to listen came to mind. However, I can't be fast and listen quick at the same time. That's right. Like I have to be sl- like, yeah, I have to yeah. be kind of present in that moment yep. in order to listen well and retain and thoughtfully respond. And that's so hard to do when I when my mind's in a hundred thousand places. Listening is a slow activity. It is. It's a posture. But do yeah. it quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like quick to make the realization I should be slowing down. Yeah. yeah. That's a great way to say it. Yeah. Oh nice. man. Good question. That's yeah, interesting. I loved um you gave a couple examples, biblical examples of God being slow, Jesus being slow, and then you talked about Jesus is love and love is patient. Um I think for me, the thing that I always come back to, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, being single and always in the season of waiting. And the biggest thing is always, the the thing that I'm always reminded of is like God is in the waiting. Mm, It's so easy to want those things. It's so easy to see the future and think, I'll be satisfied once I get there. But in reality, it's, you, you probably won't be. But it's also while you're waiting for that, slow down and enjoy the presence of God and see what else he's doing in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is such a struggle for me 
A, because I want that stuff so badly. But then I also, I think most of us in the Bay Area, live a hurried life. Yeah. And so it's like, so you're asking me to like slow down, be with God when I'm in a season of really wanting something that I see in the future and I want that thing. And I feel like if I go fast, like it's just this, yep. this cyclical, cyclical struggle that I feel like I'm always in. Uh, well said. <laughs> You're perfectly framing like the world we live in, the problem we face. Mm-hmm. Um, psychologists call it spiraling, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's like we live in a world that's always inviting us to spiral, mm-hmm. you know, and <clears throat> it's just an anxious world that we live in. One of the things that I snipped out of the sermon for time is this great quote from Nicky Gumbel, the alpha guy. He oh, said, yeah. who you become while you're waiting is yeah. more important than what you're waiting for. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Like, ah, there it is all in one sentence. Yeah, seems exactly. like a very patient person too. Right? Or a slow person. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, God is in the waiting and shaping us in in ways that we can't get elsewhere. Mm-hmm. It only happens in the waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we when we rush through it, we we miss it. One of the other like advent concepts from Richard Rohr that didn't quite make it in is um he said following Jesus is a chosen non-fulfillment. Mm-hmm. That I'm waiting and opting out of whatever might fulfill me in the world until Jesus fully arrives. And I didn't put that in the sermon because it's hard to wrestle with and unpack the idea that I might never be satisfied, Mm -hmm. that this life is not for experiencing a full satisfaction. But I like this idea because it normalizes the sense of longing Mm -hmm. that all humans have that we hurry and scurry to try and fill up with more to just say, Oh, it's normal. It's even good. Mm -hmm. You're hungry for the presence of God and it won't fully arrive, you know, with the world, the way it is. That's really helpful in some ways, but without spending some time unpacking, it could also feel discouraging. So yeah, took that one out to keep it simple, but I think that's helpful and when we spend long waiting seasons we're like oh yeah no this is okay this is normal this is good mm-hmm. is a important reframe so matt as we're going out throughout this week what encouragement can you give us to help slow down oh. focus on the grace and the gift in that yeah um talk it over with the people that you live with okay and i think that has really helped us um some i mean there's tons of good resources and suggestions um, on menlo.church uh, forward slash advent. But some of them are really practical um, that we've already talked about. Like make a plan for this month. One of them is pick a day like Saturday or something and make sure nothing is scheduled. Nice. And those can be really tricky in December, but you know, that's where the real practical logistics come in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm a big fan of having a, you know, big toolbox of prayers, Mm. breath prayers, um, Mm. to pray while you're breathing, while you're waiting, while you're angry, while you're in traffic, while you're feeling impatient. It's really good. Um, those are some of the practical ones that have stood out to me, but also just kind of noticing, um, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling upset. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling rushed. Um, a lot of the prayers I'm imagining the scenario that we have every year where we go up into the city 
and there's some thing we're supposed to walk through with all the Christmas lights mm. and there's a jillion people and it's COVID and my kids are, you know, feeding off the ambient anxiety. That's an easy <laughs> moment to miss out on the beauty of mm. and the celebration of the Christmas season that I, a trap I fall into every year. Mm -hmm. So all the prayers on there are like designed in this moment of it's natural to get washed away in the mm -hmm. anxious atmosphere and the to-do list and how, how do we slow down in a prayerful way? Um, there is a way to be doing something busy and anxiety inducing, but have a slow internal experience of it. And mm -hmm. I think that's where the target is, right? We slow down our schedule to help us learn the interior posture of slowness. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someday when I get to heaven, Jesus will say, you got it wrong on that podcast. Um, but I don't know exactly which one he's talking about. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't think we're supposed to be permanently slow in our lifestyle forever. We're hmm. supposed to take rhythms of slowness, mm -hmm. moments of slowness. That's how creation is, right? Like six days of hard, very productive, very beautiful, very excellent work, one day of slowness. And I think we're invited to something similar, but this is a season uh, for our church where I think it's like time to slow down. Mm -hmm. Let's do a slow Christmas. Love so it. entering rhythms of slowness teach us in the rest of our lives to live in an interior slowness. And that's kind of what we're aiming for. Nice. Yeah. And I would encourage kind of like I talked about before the mental meditations, like mm -hmm. having felt recognizing the stress and anxiety in myself this morning and just being able to like, Oh, I have a resource that I can use yeah. and just feeling the overwhelming presence of God through Adam's words and mm -hmm. just like three minutes yeah and i just felt incredibly better so i would encourage everybody um jump on over to that podcast you, you know what don't even jump over we're gonna put that <gasps> we're gonna put the first episode of this season's menlo meditations podcast right now so let's do it we'll listen to that all matt, right thank you so much for being here my pleasure thanks matt bye now enjoy menlo meditations go find it wherever you get podcasts bye Let's start with two deep breaths. Our passages for today. Isaiah 55, verse 12. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, Behold, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, but God said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Imagine Jesus saying to you, I have a gift for you, a gift so good that all of creation sings with joy, and you can sing with joy too. The gift is this, I am with you. 
I am arriving into the world. This is the promise remembered again and again, Christmas after Christmas. I have promised to be with you. I'm with you right now, and I'll be with you all day and always. And Christmas is the perfect time to remember who I am. So who is this God that has promised to be with you? I'm the God of all hope. I've proven myself faithful for generations, and if you let me, I can carry you through anything that you face. You may not be faithful in the waiting, but I am always faithful in the arriving, and my gift is sufficient. I'm the God of peace. There's more peace when you trust in me than when you trust in all else combined. And trust is central. It's what I want most from you. And it puts you in the right posture to receive my gift. And I'm the God of joy. And you are the one in whom I delight. So trust in me today. Trust in me this Christmas season. Set your mind on this. Receive my gift. I am with you. Grace and peace to you this Christmas.